Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey through the Stargate, through SG-1, Atlantis and Stargate Universe. Destiny. The design is clearly ancient, launched hundreds of thousands of years ago. We are on a ship, but we have no idea where we are in relation to Earth. These are the wrong people in the wrong place. Shoot it. Why'd you do that? He told me to. I have a gun. What happened? Greer. Greer shot him. Each week, Alan and Mike will be following the adventures of the crew of the Destiny, along with one or two guest hosts. Join us for everything that is Stargate Universe. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Gatecast episode 345, covering season 2, episode 15 of Stargate Universe, Seizure. And we have someone so regular, he's practically a co-host. Hello there. Hello, guys. Brad here from Australia, back again. Welcome back, Brad. Bloody 4 o'clock in the morning? 5. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine, then. Nothing of that. (laughs) We're not paying you enough, Brad. Yeah, come March and the daylight savings and the time zones change, it will be back to four or I think it's actually back to three, three AM, so Yeah, well there aren't that many. Uh, I think we'll be left. done by then. Yeah, I think we'll be done by then. Yeah, I didn't like it. I got up Friday morning and there was daylight. Yeah. Disgraceful. Daylight <laughs> on the horizon. You get up early in the morning, it should have the decency to be dark. Uh well you're not like Ivanova then. There's a scene with her and Sheridan, she's like, I hate getting up when it's dark and he goes, But in space. It's always dark. Now, I have noticed the sunset time because I'm basically facing a large window, positively galloping along this month. I mean, it's visibly like five or ten minutes later every day. Yeah. suppose when you're this far north. I personally am just out, I'm outside the Arctic Circle, but I went the other 450Ks up to it about two weeks ago. So I found something which I didn't know existed, which you probably did, although I think if you did, you probably would have mentioned it. Okay. Class the Doctor Who spin-off. Yeah, I only became aware of it today. And I even watched it. I watched episode one. Kind of going with the Buffy sensibility, definitely teen drama side of things. Yeah. Which you're not keen on. No, it didn't appeal. I thought I'd give it a spin since I had two loads of laundry to do and I figured it'd take an hour to dry. I could just dump out the tablet and watch it. <laughs> I also did something very odd on Wednesday. Which is? I installed Tinder. Okay. And I'm now chatting with the lecturer in folkloristics. I suppose a combination of boredom and desperation. Are you a fan of science fiction and fantasy? Do you enjoy genre television and comic books? Then you should be listening to the Sci-Fi Dig podcast found at SciFiDig.com, where every week I discuss an episode of genre television. Sci-Fi Dig, it's not just a podcast, it's a community. SciFiDig.com Aaron, the host of the Sci-Fi Dig podcast, has recently... Well, maybe relaunched is too hard a word, but started releasing new content again, focusing more on movies, covering all sorts of genres, but always with a nod to the diggers out there. Have a listen and see what you think. Right then, as you may have noticed, we're in a bit of a rush this evening. Alan's got a guest, so we've got about an hour to fit in this podcast, which is fine because the runtime of this Region 2 sourced episode is 41 minutes 44 seconds. Ready? We're all looking at a black screen, or hopefully we are anyway, with the counter set to zero. Yep. Alan will be doing his three, two, one countdown shortly, and when he says clicky, we'll all press play, and then everything should be synced up. 
to make my life easier, which I heartily approve of. All right, then. If everyone's ready to go. Yep, I'm all set. Three kangaroo, two kangaroo, one kangaroo. Mickey. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're off. And it's Rush opening up the previously on of Seizure, Season 2, Episode 15 of Stargate Universe, Gatecast Episode 345. This episode premiered, as usual, in America and Canada, April the 4th, 2011. Aired in Germany, April the 28th, in Sweden, October the 1st, and in Hungary, April the 21st, 2014. As per usual, I cannot find reliable sources for any of the more familiar countries. This episode was written by Remy Ubershon and directed by Helen Shaver. Series with episodes of the same name, not many. Dynasty, Al Hajaz, Law and Order Criminal Intent, and Al Murabetin. So a couple of foreign series there in that. What? Let's return to the previously with Gin and Amanda. So I think these will be featuring in this episode. Mr. Ambassador. Woozy! I didn't know Aldo did writing. No, that's a totally different name and pronounced differently. Is it? Yes. Odo is Aubergine Wan. Yeah. Now it has become a necessity. It was always your intention to send people. Not these people. Not so unprepared. So, Robert Picardo and Victor Garber. Yeah. Excellent mm. guest star for the franchise. What am I watching with him in it at the minute? Legends. Ah, yes, thank you. Before that, The Flash. True. Well, Legends is part of the DC family. Catastrophic chain reaction. The overloaded Icarus was a direct result of the enemy bombardment in the second case. We acknowledge there were mitigating factors in both cases. Nevertheless, our scientists believe Dr. Rush's solution is inherently dangerous. Which is why we asked you to come here, sir. It's rare to see uh, a boardroom meeting shot in Stargate since SG-1 finished. Yeah. This was kind of the focal point of many an episode. An actual wooden door. McKay! Oh. <laughs> Dr. Rodney McKay. Ambassador. Gentlemen, just, just take a second to boot up. There's anywhere I can plug in, is there? This is a bloody good episode for actors. Yeah. And you don't really realise at the moment they're off-worlders they're talking to. Like, you think it's just someone on the ILA or something. Yeah. Uh-huh. I suppose you could only guess by the, the style of clothing. Yeah. Ah. Now, this is the sort of hologram you really want. None of this TNG nonsense. <laughs> Oh, I cannot. How many takes did that take that her head didn't accidentally brush his chest or something? You're not concentrating. Ah, oh, well, I couldn't beat you when you were a flesh and blood person. What chance do I have now? I'm a person, Nick. That is intimate without having any clo- with with fully clothed, I should say. Given that she is a hologram, she could probably choose to appear in any fashion that she wants. She clothed, could do. Unclothed, partially clothed. I'll stop now. Made outfit, if you would, with a feather duster. Just the apron, though. <laughs> oh, they're for me, by the way, not you. <laughs> and the weird thing is, like, they can't... They've only projected to one person. No one else can see her, so she could follow him around the ship, as you said, naked, and no one else would see it. <laughs> I'm not saying this is Battlestar 6 all over again, but... Yeah, very reminiscent of it. I mean, it was an ideal way to bring back the character. And, of course, Gin as well. I have the same dream. Hey, I'm sure the actress isn't complaining. <laughs> Yeah, it is rather a delicate subject. Do you see me as a, a bunch of data or as a living person inside a machine? And we all just bunches of data? Doesn't Scott Adams refer to us as moist robots? Bags full of mostly water. There is a way, she says, and so it begins.
Okay, good to go. <laughs> PowerPoint presentation to the aliens. Familiar with the old adage, it's all in the algorithm, so? Doctor, I'm going to stop you there. All I said was so. I'm not a scientist. No, that's not a problem. I, I dumbed it down. There's no point in wasting our time. No, I can talk very, very fast. Good for you, mate. <laughs> that's what happens. You cut McKay off at the knees. Yeah. To put Earth's population at risk. <laughs> I'm amazed they even suggested this. There's no time for that. The Lucian Alliance wants destiny. They know that your facility can get them there. The last two planets you did this blew up. Yeah. And you want to do it on a fully populated planet. I don't care what you show me on your computer. They will do anything to get to the destiny and won't give a damn if they blow up your planet in the process. Then don't let them. Very intense, Telford is at the moment. Don't be forceful. No, 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 no. Telford is basically a dick. This is military mindset and diplomatic mindset. And the two are clashing. Yeah. The defense of a supply line, for example. For example. Exactly, yes. <laughs> Brutally honest. When our scientists reach the same conclusion as Dr. McKay... No, 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 no. It could take months for them to understand the science. Then that is how long you will have to wait. The Alliance won't be as patient. Yes. <laughs> then that's what it takes. I have no choice but to hope that you're wrong. I presume that the planet has deposited the Quadria. It's Langara. Jonas's world. Oh, right. Upset. I put a suit on for this. It's just a pain because we haven't seen anything of the Lucian Alliance, like sort of what drove them to go there, and we don't even know if there's another sect that want to go there. Like, they could have been the only ones that wanted Destiny, or knew about Destiny. They made the whole point that it's factionalised. Yeah. The, the, fa the fact is, Cat wouldn't care. No. <laughs> government will only listen to the assurances of their own experts. We would do the same. They've already made a deal with the Lucian Alliance. I seriously doubt that. I can prove it. David, how go? Pretty much like I expected. <laughs> you're a young general. <laughs> oh, you're not a general. <laughs> you are. Sorry, communication stones. This is actually Colonel Young, commander of the Destiny. You know Wolsey. He went to shake his hand as well. <laughs> you think McKay would be comfortable with high-ranking military officers? Yeah. Oh, we're spying on our allies. Yep. How very American. Current administration, anyway. Does the IOA know this? General O'Neill briefed the chairman and the president this morning in an emergency meeting. For those of you listening to you in the future, America used to be a country. <laughs> oh, you're not going any further with that. <laughs> <laughs> Which would make Donnie the Ninth Chevron a hell of a lot more dangerous for the Langarans. So we're protecting them from themselves. Is that it? Well, if that's how you want to put it, sure. Oh, yes, that's very, very colonial, isn't it? Mm -hmm. yeah. We're gonna we'll, we might invade them for their own good. Yeah, well, that's American military mindset. If we can't con if we can't guarantee their cooperation, we'll do it another way. Is it you with a bag of sweets? It is. I didn't think it was picking up. Ah, <laughs> Brody. That's a good question. Where's Rush? Uh, he sent Mr. Brody in his place. He said you wouldn't care. Well, I don't. Doesn't mean you can do whatever you want. What's wrong? Rush was supposed to switch with you and go over your dad on Earth. Well, I thought I was here to talk to Rush. No, no, no. You're here to talk to Eli. You convinced him. You've convinced me. Oh, and of course, Vanessa has met Rodney before, hasn't she? Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm up here. Right, of course. We met at Stargate Command. It's uh, Vanessa, right? Yeah. Hmm. After you. Mm, no, ladies first. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably thinking Jennifer's got nothing like that. Yeah. Yeah, she knows his type. And she knows Rodney. Doesn't help to just stand there in front of him at the eye level. <laughs> in his defense. Where else are you going to look? What does that mean? That's what I said. We just found him. 
His vitals are stable. There's some kind of program running that I've never seen before. Don't ask, because I don't got a clue. I haven't heard he's taking the day off. He's in the VR chair. Uh-huh. Well, that's probably the idea that Amanda had. So now is when I say wake the bastard up and you tell me it's dangerous. Well, it is. The commentary for this episode was Elise Levesque and Brian Smith. First time they've watched this episode, and it was actually an uncompleted version, lacking some of the music. Hang on, do we really need to see this on a Stargate show? Yeah. Well, the universe was still trying to say we are not Stargate as you know it. Keep going, keep going. And she's back. <laughs> okay, Robert, you sure you don't want to lie on your back? No, no, I'm good like this. <laughs> Save everybody's embarrassment. Well, the camera's not going to pull back, I don't think so. Maybe it's just top nudity. So interesting to point out too that this is really the first time he's seen her as her for a long time. Like it's always been in someone else's body. Uh-huh. Well, this is certainly the first time they've been able to talk since she died. Mm. But she is in someone else's body. Just happens to be about half a kilometre long. <laughs> Would you say 500 metres is a bad estimate at this size of Destiny? Yeah, I'd say about that. I think we could even take a shuttle somewhere if we really wanted to. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. 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 And they're off again, making hay while the sun shines. Where are you nuts? <sighs> what is Ronald doing? I just need some exercise. There you are. Sorry, Colonel, he snuck out. Listen to me, Ronald. You're no good to me dead. I need you to get back to the infirmary. <laughs> I'm on patrol. That's just probably like him as well. Yeah. He probably feels guilty lying in bed while other people are working. Yeah, he's not someone you'd think would want to sit down for a couple of weeks for bed rest. It doesn't work that way. If you make the change, yes, it does. Read the writing on the wall, man. Listen, kid. <laughs> kid. And come on, who hasn't waited for this scene? <laughs> Get him, Eli. Get him. He, he thinks we're talking about your nine Chevron dialing solution. No, 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 no. We moved on. Very, very bright, this kid. I mean, in many ways, he reminds me of uh, me at that age. Of course, I was carrying on a lot less um, hair. <laughs> <laughs> this kid is going to put him down at every opportunity. Thank you. Great, just to be clear, without blowing up the planet. I'd say the odds of that are... Statistically, zero. Ooh. <laughs> now, Russia's original calculations were sound, don't get me wrong. It's just that he was using a trinary instead of a quad base, which, of course, threw off... Yeah, I don't really care, just as long as Eli says we're good to go. I love that Eli stands very defensive as well. I just got here. Well, you can come back anytime. In fact, we pulled this off. You can come back in person. That's how you handle scientists. This is not over, mister. Bring it. Wouldn't that be fun? Very <laughs> often it happens, I could not stand Rodney on Destiny. There's nowhere for him to go, he'd be bottled. He didn't eat any citrus when he was in my body, did he? Because I'm not feeling well. <laughs> citrus. Brian in the commentary says, what does that mean? Because he didn't know about the uh, long-running citrus. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> totally confused him. That was one of the things they talked about, you know. There is so much happening in this episode for fan service. He also believes the Langarans would prefer siding with us if given the choice. I agree wholeheartedly. Well, the goal of our mission is to make that choice easier by proving that Dr. McKay's solution is safe. Oh, it's safe. Yes, we do not want to blow up Langara. They've already made a deal with the other side. And if we find that out? Well, then we will act accordingly. The Lucian Alliance is not going to be allowed to attack Destiny again. Really? Yeah, and we're going to invade a planet to make sure that they don't. Yeah. 
when all you yeah. have to do is unhook your gate, do something, disable the gate. All the goodwill we've made in the galaxy by not invading all the planets, without yeah. at least a reasonable excuse, will be out the window. We have a reasonable excuse. Amanda's in the computer, surely, Amanda, turn off the Stargate. Okay. Beep, boop, boop. <laughs> no, no attack. Yeah, nine Chevron dial-in. We know it's not from Earth, so block it. Well, any dial-in at this point, no one's yeah. off-world. I also need you to check in on Greer. I ran into him in the corridor what? this morning. Yeah, he didn't no, he, he, he shouldn't be walking around. Right. Uh, aside from taking the day off, did, did Rush say anything that might give us a clue as to why he did this? Not to me. Here's a hint. Oh. Look at his pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one of the benefits. There is no virtually zero brain activity, so it's amazing his body's even breathing. What was so important? Oh, I'm sure you planned to tell me at our next heart-to-heart. <laughs> Eli is growing a pair. Well, Rush isn't actually conscious and able to respond, yeah. Very uh, positive growth for Eli. Oh, hello. Sorry, I didn't mean to wake you. Does it have to be so hot? It's not. You have a fever, which means you're fighting another infection. Good to know. I'll fight harder. I wish it worked that way. It does. Contract negotiations coming up. Yeah. <laughs> Are we getting renewed? <laughs> I love it. Volker, who actually had the kidneys, fine. <laughs> yeah, he's doing handstands in the corner and everything. <laughs> he's doing your job. Yeah. <laughs> Great for a guy who's sporting someone else's kidney. I'm a soldier. I'm prepared to die on any field of battle. Better me than him. Why is that? Because I'm strong. There we go. I'll be this because I'm me. Yeah, you are. Strap him in. <laughs> He'd probably enjoy it. He probably would. That's an order. They will stay then. No, he'd simply fight it harder to get out. See it as a challenge. Yep. I got nothing. You? There's hardly any brain activity at all. It's like he's not even. Aha! Uh-huh. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. Honey, what light bulb? <laughs> Go back in the logs as far as you can. His present physical state has nothing to do with this. Yeah, that's scrolling way too fast. I can't read a thing. Yeah, that is one hell of an upload. Over 900 terabytes were transferred into Destiny's memory. Eli, what am I looking at? The complete and unabridged consciousness of one Nicholas Rush. <laughs> With footnotes. He's in the ship. Do not unplug. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Hey. Oh, you're the one. <laughs> Must be different for you, too. Like you say, of all the things they could wear, jeans and a cotton shirt, Rush feels comfortable. And no shoes. Rush looks thin for a guy his age. You look at David few years after Atlantis and he's lost a lot of weight as well probably not getting fed so well <laughs> with no access to craft services again this is rushed before all the hassles of Destiny and Icarus you know just the mild-mannered professor with a woman he loves I can't imagine Rush was ever <laughs> mild-mannered well I, th- I think he probably was you know we've seen his wife she probably wanted to put up with what he became even Scott, I mean, uh, alcoholism probably about 70% likely. You have no idea how happy it makes me to hear you say that. Yes, remember that. <laughs> the very fact that she's a... Uh... If there was a way for me to interact with Destiny's real systems, we could spend even more time together. But we can't. The system is isolated. It wouldn't be much of a simulation if it had real-world repercussions, would it? We best let Eli get in off of this, For now, is it okay if we keep it our secret? Mm. Yes. Let me persuade you to stay here a little longer. 
Uh, yes. Yeah. Let me persuade you to stay here a little longer. Let go of him. <laughs> like you say, I think they restrain themselves because the possibilities of this scenario are... Oh, they could have gone, yeah, everywhere. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is there a door somewhere or they just click my heels together? It's even easier. Is she lying to him at this point? Her attitude isn't as carefree as it was when we first got introduced to her. Yeah. All you need to do is sit, close your eyes, and when you open them, you'll be back. <sighs> the shouting and the pointing and the demanding of answers shall begin. I mean, this is probably the best she can hope for at this point. Rush is with her. They're not going to clone a body anytime soon. Hmm. Well, yeah, that, that whole cloning a body thing is a bit of a stretch. Well, Atlantis could create a replicator, you know, a human replicator. And yeah. my, my guess is that the Asgard core could put a fully formed consciousness into it. But Destiny isn't going anywhere anytime soon. No, and we have no idea where Atlantis is or if the um, replicator technology still exists there. Yes. Go. Say. Okay. <laughs> I'll come say goodnight to you later. I'll see you then. But only if everything goes according to plan. She looks actually genuinely surprised. It didn't work. No, Nicholas, it didn't work. And I'm not sure if she looks guilty or, as you say, surprised. Industrious? Yes, and I like this shot. You think that's a tunnel, and then you realise that's a tunnel right down. <laughs> and you may recognise this power station stroke museum from many episodes of Canadian sci fi series. <laughs> Clark Kent even had an epic fight here with Bizarro. <laughs> yeah, gotta watch Smallville again. Now, what you see is a little boldly sphere thing. I come in peace. I am unarmed, Mr. Woolsey. You were not expected. I am here at the request of my government. I am a designated distraction. <laughs> <laughs> the airman is played by Adam Thomas, and this Langoran captain is Darren H. Herbert, Falling Skies and Saving Hope. I was convinced he'd been in Stargate before, but this is the only time he appears. Okay. I knew I'd seen him in other things, but I guess Falling Skies and Saving Hope specifically. That's a communication song. Oh, clever. Clever. This is how you invade a complex, isn't it? Damn, they got those things built small. <laughs> very, very sneaky. Well, Captain, is it acceptable? Looks fine to me. Then may I present it to the administrator? Absolutely. Excellent. I know the way. Good job, because I don't. <laughs> you put that in your back pocket. Oh, suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> Brian said he had to film that just pretend to scream and Darren did the actual screaming from a complete analogue world to that uh. ooh they mean business Wolsey what are you doing here it's part of a gift sir for you and the ambassador I've already inspected it I'm sure it's harmless Captain what you should have done is instruct Mr. Wolsey to return home immediately at least read the inscription on the bottom of the stone the administrator, John Shaw, currently in Man in the High Castle, also been in The Killing. Okay, that's a villain's pose with the hands yeah. together. 
That is yeah. not. <laughs> Just stay calm. It shouldn't take too long. <laughs> Ooh. Yes. <laughs> Just remember, guys, these are your allies. Yeah. SQ-1 teams four and five should be arriving in five minutes. Well, let's uh, we'll welcome them to our facility. How is Woolsey okay with it? He's not, but he hasn't got much choice but to go through with it. Otherwise, Telford would probably send a full armed invasion. Mm-hmm. Weird symbols on the wall behind her. Maybe you should try it again. I'll have tried. I wonder if that's Chloe's work. Hmm. Or maybe we're just getting a better look at the chair room. You know, maybe all the features have been unlocked since they got the master code. Yeah, at least that system's been powered up anyway. Nothing you're doing at the moment's having any effect whatsoever. I don't know how I could have been so stupid. Oh, no, that's, that's, that's one thing you're not. It's probably just a glitch. Yeah, you let your hormones get the best of you, which is pretty good considering you're a computer program. I can't leave and you can't fix it for me. Can he manifest? Mm-hmm. Sure, you should be able to. Well, she can. You need to explain to her, if I'm not on the outside helping the ship work, it's going to blow up and we'll die. That's it. Gin had this idea, not Amanda. Which is why she can't send him back. She's in the ship's memory. It's not like she can hear you any better or worse out there. Then why isn't she answering me? Why are you so sure she can help us? I think I know what Rush is doing. Because Gin and I had the same idea, and I think they talked. What? In their ascension research, the ancients experimented with the transfer of human consciousness all the time. It, it, I mean, it's how the stones work, right? We have no clue. Why would he do that? Oh, I love this bit. <laughs> he pauses just to see if Chloe would catch on without him actually saying anything. Night before last, Gin was visiting me in my quarters. We were talking, and, and I said something like... Okay, yes. Wouldn't it be great if we could do more than talk? You mean actual physical contact? Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, you mean... Yes, yes, that's what I meant. Yeah, yes, exactly, Honestly, yes. I was, I was just thinking out loud, but the suggestion did not go over well. Well, Eli, she just died and had her consciousness uploaded into the ship's memory. And you're just thinking about getting your... What? No, 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 no. There's a lot you can do with a fully formed hologram, but that little bit extra. Mm. If you think about it, it's just, you know, sexing over Skype. You're not physically there, but you can enjoy yourself nevertheless. <laughs> you don't think... Uploading a human consciousness and back again is a little dangerous. Too right. You don't know the system that well. When I tried to talk her into it anyway, she got mad or depressed or some combination of the two. And Gin wasn't prepared to risk this, but when obviously Amanda learned about it, she was. Yes, I'm not that familiar with female human emotions and I got confused. I couldn't agree more. We're happy to help in any way we can. Our people will be dialing in momentarily. This isn't a working hydroelectric dam anymore. It has been converted into a museum. Probably also a very profitable filming location. Great place to film in. It is, isn't it? Yeah. This will be done to prove the viability and the safety of such a connection so that we will be able to provide ongoing support to their people on the other side. Now, I am confident that there is no danger. Captain. I mean, that gate, I assume it is the actual practical, you know, travel gate. We will give them our complete support and cooperation. Stow your weapons. These people are allies. He is trusting. Dismissed. Captain, what's going on? Well, I imagine there's no way these pair could mimic the real people in mannerisms. No. Couldn't be done. I mean, for months they've been saying, we're not doing a deal, we're not doing a deal, this is too dangerous. Then all of a sudden, bingo. 
We are. Yeah. He was bargaining. The soldier is played by Richard Beauchamp, or Beauchamp. Not done too much. He looked familiar though. He did, I was surprised his IMDB wasn't more extensive. He just looks like somebody else. Maybe. One of the sci-fi books I've read, set in about 60 years from now, for missing people, had a database called Separated at Birth. Yeah. And it showed celebrities from the 20th century that these people resembled. You got a much higher match. What was the problem? Actually, it was skin. Amanda's been a little, little naughty about this. Yep. Certainly not admitting her part in the problem. None of her bloody business. I know. But somehow her disapproval manifested itself in keeping you here. Colonel Telford, gentlemen. Welcome. McKay. Dr. Rodney McKay. Are you okay, Kay? (laughs) (laughs) Young's expression. Yeah. Rodney didn't realise it was Young, even though I'm sure he was briefed on the plan. McKay, put us to work. Uh, you and your team, uh, check to make sure the power relays are still connected to the Stargate, while I hook up their woefully antiquated excuse for the mainframe. I've got a feeling this is going to take a lot more than a few hours. Yeah. I want somebody on every entrance of this building. It's a big building, sir. Well, use their own people if you have to. Yeah, there's plenty of them about. It looks more militaristic than it did in Jones's time. Yeah. I wonder if they've been exposed more, you know, after the fall of the Gwold. The Lucian Alliance are making the place more dangerous. Well, didn't we get a um, didn't we get a drop line in SG One that the uh, Ori had a presence there or something as well? Wouldn't surprise me. Can't yeah. remember, but yeah. probably did. I seem to think some of those planets we visited before they just name dropped in an episode. Uh, didn't. <laughs> He's back. He's back. I need to show they can see me. What the hell were you thinking? I'm thinking I'm rather hungry. How long have I been away? Almost 12 hours. We know Brody's a little obsessed with Rush, but that's rather pathetic. And 12 hours? Hmm. You shouldn't be that hungry. Although, you don't know really when the last time he ate. Why is he limping? I'm not sure. Perhaps his, his legs are asleep. As good a reason as any. Tell me off while I'm eating. Yeah, I'm going to have some food. Oh yeah, that's filling. Oh. Act of disapproval. Gin would never hurt anyone. Oh, it doesn't matter anyway, I'm back. Are you? Dare yeah. I even suggest it? What was it like? Come on, Eli. What do you really expect Rush to say? You wouldn't go into any details, would you? And you can't take a Kino with you. Entirely personal. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look at the production value of using this location. Yeah. It looks brilliant because it's obviously an antiquated power station, used dials, full glass, but it looks like it's fully active. Let's face it, power stations have been used for sci-fi backdrops since BBC in the Blake 7 era. Yeah. Thank you, Wales, and to a lesser extent, Thatcher. Shepard's right. About what? Oh, we'd love to know what he told him about McKay. Perhaps now would be a good time to undertake our secondary objective. By all means, I'll show you to my office. Hey, oh. Yes, you should be careful what you say out in the open. Yeah. That looks DG. Yes. I'm guessing the outside of the dam's heavily populated or something. They couldn't just do an exterior <laughs> shot. Well, I think that's a problem. You know, on Langara, it's not a dam because it's uh, okay. tapping the core of the planet. Yeah. That's what that big hole was for. 
how they're doing it, I'm not quite sure, but... Wasn't the big holdover thing they sent the yoke down in the episode that you absolutely insist it wasn't steampunk primarily as a way to wind me up? It'd be interesting if it was, wouldn't it? If they made use of it. Well, I mean, why drum that one when they've got one? How can you possibly control the power flow from so small a device? Because, technically speaking, as far as you're concerned, I'm from the future. Dr. McKay appreciates your help. Common courtesy still eludes McKay. What is it with genius and social skills? Hmm? Never mind, we're good to go as far as the Stargate is concerned. Right, good, good. Just loading the program, so what, 10 minutes tops? I'll just come right out and ask, once we've proven we can do this, would you be interested in joining Destiny's crew? Well, I never actually, uh... I know that you can pretty much write your own ticket as far as assignments are concerned, but there isn't a more exciting mission out there. Well, there's the niggling issue of not being able to get home. Not yet. But we get the right people aboard, return Destiny to its former glory. That's even possible. That's why I need you. <laughs> Telford's headhunting. He's not even got command of Destiny yet. He's really uh, putting the cart before the horse, isn't he? And you wonder if this is all it's about. Telford, he's not interested in saving these people. He just wants to get on board Destiny himself yeah. and take command of it. He's still power battling with you. Yeah, that's pretty much it. He really is a dick. <laughs> McKay's malleable to whoever's in command. Yeah, McKay's easy to handle. Just keep buttering him up. Yeah. He'll do whatever you want. Cater to his ego. Again, in the commentary, you know, they gave a lot of praise to Helen Shaver. This is the only episode of Stargate she ever directs, and she's thrown in at the deep end. An emergency shutdown of the FTL drive. Uh-oh. Yeah. So they've come out of FTL, which normally disrupts the stones. Uh-huh. You can't touch her, remember? She looks darn right <laughs> delicious, but you can't touch her. It was a mistake. She didn't do it intentionally, but there's no way out of the simulation. Who are we talking about? Dr. Perry. I tried to reach out to you sooner, but she keeps stopping me, or suppressing me. It's hard to explain. It's taking all of my concentration just to be here. Why would she do that? She's trying to buy time to solve the problem in her initial programming of the simulation, but she can't. The only way to end this is from the outside. A war of AIs. <laughs> you have to do it, Eli. Yes. You have to lobotomize Dr. Rush. <laughs> you turn the power off and then back on again. Yeah. After waiting 10 seconds. Uh, how do we control Alt Delete Rush? <laughs> yeah. The story of uh, Eli's love life. <laughs> hey, what happened? I sensed a potential overload in one of the FDL drive modules. I was able to stop it with an emergency shutdown. Very good. Oh, of course you did. So, he felt the ship shake in the simulation as well. <laughs> Well, obviously. Can we sit and talk a while? Well, that should work, really. I'll see you soon. Sure. So, is this Inception-level simulation? There we go. He felt that. Yep, he oh. should not have felt that. There we are. Rush knows that's wrong. <clears throat> Staff meeting, everybody. Staff meeting. We have a problem. It never goes easy. You couldn't find proof? Oh, I found proof, all right that for the past several months, the Langarans have steadfastly refused to have anything to do with the Lucian Alliance. It doesn't take that long to say no. In each exchange, they've been offered more, much more. And each time they refused, apparently out of concern for jeopardizing their alliance with us. Which is exactly what they said they were doing. And that's interesting, the alliance willing to uh, trade, not just invade. It makes you wonder what forces the Earth have got in the Langaran system. Yeah, they've dropped some satellites off there in the atmosphere. Well, they've got the spy satellites, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. But you thought the Alliance would invade if they thought they could get away with it. 
I mean, they've only got to secure this facility for a day or so. This is Administrator Helper. Sir, I, I don't I don't know who you've spoken to, but there is uh, nothing to be concerned about everything. Ambassador. Fortunately, he's old enough to know how to use one of these phones. Mm -hmm. They're on their way. Yeah. Not convincing, were you? Cameraman's lying on his stomach on the floor to get that shot. <laughs> it's nice in these RPGs, the interactive characters are just so advanced. Should you be trying to get me out the neural interface chair? I might if you are still in the neural interface chair, but seeing as how you... <laughs> <laughs> This is inspired. Yeah. You know, he's actually thought of a way how to break this scenario from inside. Stop, stop, listen, if shield strength drops below four percent, the ship will rip itself apart. You'll be fine. No, no, I won't yeah, Exactly. You need to die? Yeah. It's it's like when Tilt was playing that yeah. first person shooter game. Mm -hmm. You had to defeat it. Are we going to see it? It's time for me to find a way out myself. This isn't the way to... Look, all simulations require parameters. Conditions beyond which the program scenario can no longer continue. If this doesn't stop it, I don't know what will. No, no, Nick, this is really happening. You're going to kill everyone on this ship. I'm going to be a little bit quicker and tell me they didn't use this in the teaser trailer. <laughs> they would so put that in the teaser. Oh, and I love this. Brian said, Helen came up to him and said, we've got to shoot that, you running down that corridor again, because you look too delicate. He said he looked like a ballerina. <laughs> Been too embarrassing if we use that shot. And you can't hear the music too close. You know. Well, somebody's always welding. Come on. David, we need to reconsider what we're doing. Better to beg forgiveness than ask for permission. That's what my dad used to always well, say. That only made sense when we could achieve the dialogue before we got caught. We still can. <laughs> you gonna do that? <laughs> really? I, you really do not want to stand there. I don't care how slow the dining sequence is. You're not suicidal. Wolves is right. Even if this succeeds, they are gonna kick you off the planet straight away. Well, that's it. They've got no supplies, no personnel there to go through. This is only a test to see if they can do it, not a fly run. Yeah. Telford is willing to draw blood. There is no way this is gonna work in your favour. And getting to destiny right now isn't critical. They've got spare parts. They've got extra food. We should stop now and dial Earth. No, we can't quit now. Not when we're this close. This will be a diplomatic disaster. I give a damn about those people on that ship. I make no apologies for that. If we stop now, we give up any chance of helping them. And if we don't stop, people will get hurt. David. We've got two trained SG units, plus you and me. All we need to do is hold them off until we can make a connection. Yeah, this is not a good thing when your opposition have got the high ground. In yeah. fairness now, sorry Rodney, but nobody says Chevron X encoded like Walter. <laughs> no. You are not my Walter. Hashtag not my Walter. Do not fire! I repeat, do not fire unless fired upon! Everett, I do not want to hurt anyone any more than you do, but we've only got one shot at this. Yes, not without a sizable bribe. He is not playing games either. Which I don't blame him, because your old planet could blow up. Attempting to do, and it will not be tolerated. Ambassador, the Earth's delegation has convinced me that that there is no danger. I don't know who you are. And this is where Jung shows he's a much better commander than Telford. Chevron five encoded. Our forces have been instructed to open fire if the dialing process reaches the eighth chevron. We just want to prove to you that it can be done. That's all. Choice is yours. Quite frankly, I think the Lungarans are showing admirable restraint. They'd be well within the rights now to shoot. Power levels. Well within my predictions. So it would have worked. Absolutely. 
Chevron 6 is locked, by the way, and I would not be standing there. They won't shoot. Kidding <laughs> me? Of course they'll shoot. I may just be the brilliant scientist relegated to shouting out the obvious in terms of chevrons here, but <laughs> this mission is already a failure. It's only going to get worse. That is blazing sarcasm from McKay. A few years ago, McKay wouldn't have said that. He would have been, go for it, go for it, you know. And the gate's still spinning. Shut it down. Right decision. You've got promotion, lad. Well done. Yeah. You're the new investor. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, they've kind of made a mess of this. Well done, Telford. And General O'Neill. There's no way to shut down the simulation. Why not? Because Perry's the one who programmed the parameters, unconsciously or not. She's keeping them there. So what are we doing? Gin told me the only way to do it's from the outside. Dr. Perry pulled her away from me before she got the words out, but I'm pretty sure I know what she was going to say. Now, this has been more dramatic if he had taken an axe to a conduit or something, instead of just pressing a few buttons. Yeah. Although, I do like the idea that he puts the code into quarantine. Very virus kind of like. Why did you lie to me? I, I thought it was some kind of glitch. I thought it was something that I could repair. I could just keep your body alive while I found a way you wouldn't have to worry. I... So what did we do? It's out of my hands now. Gin finally got through to Eli. Unfortunately for Rush, it looks like Amanda's desire for closer interaction has left him in the lurch. It was an innocent mistake in programming the parameters of the simulation. Yes, we could have kept you alive for a few days at least. Intravenous drip. Yeah. We could have added all the rumpy-pumpy that you'd desire. Amanda, what were they? That we love each other. That's all. That was the only thing. Thing that needed to happen and then you could have come and gone as you wished. I love you, Nick. But you don't... No, no, no. Of course I do. And this probably indicates how desperate Amanda was for some contact. Yeah. Beyond being dead, you know. She'd waited years to get out of that chair. This wasn't fair to you to begin with. That may explain why Gin was more cautious. No, no, Amanda, please listen to me here. No, I mean, not, not the verdict of some bloody program. We don't have much time. Eli has already started deleting the memory where our consciousness is stored. You and Gin. Oh, it's the strangest feeling. Stop him! I can't. No, try! Protect yourself! I know you blame yourself for my death. But don't. Okay? Because if that hadn't happened, then I never would have felt this. If you really love me, you let me out. <laughs> Nicholas, really, he doesn't judge her for being data as opposed to being human. Yeah. His emotions aren't confused by that. She she can't get over it. Unfortunately, it has dire consequences. Oh, no. That's where the parameters defined in the program, you know? <laughs> and he loses another one. They're putting him through the ringer, aren't they? Yep. <laughs> he plays it well, though. He does, yeah. Is that you? <sighs> yeah, it's us. Yeah. What's he going to say? How'd the mission go? They've agreed to release our people in exchange for the defense of their planet from the Lucian Alliance. Also, the removal of the Stargate from their power facility. So, mission not accomplished. So, badly then. Speaking okay, screwed everything up. Well done, Telford. Yeah. And Young for going along with it. I didn't think there'd be Harmon showing them the ship and crew that they were trying to help. I hope that was all right. Lieutenant, in the grand scheme of things, I think that was the best decision any of us has made all day. Aww. It was Young actually being nice to her, and he's not always been that. And, well, they may have been kidnapped, but they got a very positive experience from it. What happened? 
How did I get here? You've actually been back for a couple of days. It just took you that long to come out of the coma. Ooh, daggers, daggers! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eli, what the hell did you do? I had to kill Gin because you wanted to get a boner. <laughs> I transferred the memory where they were stored into quarantine. They're cut off from the rest of the ship now. Smack him! Smack him, Eli! Really? There was no other way. That's what Gin said. So that's what I did. To save you. Oh, that's alright. At least he didn't just delete them. Yeah, but no access to any of the systems, and I don't think they can be recreated as active AIs anymore. He has killed Amanda and Gin for Rush. And Rush, the ungrateful bastard, says, what have you done? Yeah. Granted, it wasn't totally his fault. Listen to her, Doc. She knows what she's talking about. Do you think, and I don't think this is any way spoiling, but do you think this is what led to Eloy's decision in the last episode? Do you think it factored in? State of mind couldn't totally be discarded. Might have. Or else it was simply the fact that only Eli could do what he had to do. Why can't it be both? Why can't it be Laird? Work <laughs> <laughs> with me here. Okay. This is the final episode of the series. <laughs> that was a bloody good episode. And I say mm-hmm. that a lot, but that was a good... I've watched... Was it? One, two, three... Four times this week. <laughs> and I've loved it every time. The guest actors, the writing, the performances, the story... It's just got everything you want from a piece of science fiction. I, I'm going to say it again because I really am enjoying it. And I I don't know if you've looked into if any of the Stargate crew were involved with it. I know David Hewlett's in it. The Sean mentioned to you before, I mentioned it for Brad's sake, Incorporate. David's in the first few episodes. Waiting for Brad to say he hasn't seen it. Oh, oh no, I haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I recommend it. There's a lot of good science fiction television around at the moment. I'm giving Emerald City another spin. No, good for you. Mostly because I'm sort of finishing off other shows and I'm kind of going, okay, what else is in the queue? Right then, let's get a little bit of information on the director and the writer for this episode. Helen Shaver. Uh, this is the only episode of Stargate she directs. IMDb resume is huge. She's worked on Vikings, Person of Interest, Castle, Revolution, Orphan Black and Travellers. Also as an actress, Poltergeist, The Legacy, 4400, the L Word and way back Hill Street Blues. As I said, she was dumped in at the uh, deep end and she did a fantastic job. Yeah, agreed. Uh, having to pull this together and then just, it's not going to be the supply line we want it to be. And it may, in fact, have done more damage than good. No, it's a good story, good to see. It is. I mean, normally you'd think they'd give this to one of the established directors because they were working with characters from the other series. Yeah. But no, you can't be disappointed. You, the only thing you can be disappointed was. About that, she never got an opportunity to direct more episodes. The writer, Rennie Ubershon. Two episodes of Stargate Universe, Seizure, of course, and Visitation. He's currently writing for Powers, and he's also written for Fallen Skies, Caprica, 24, and Chicago Hope. Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. Hello, Alan Mike and the Gatecast listeners. Brad here in Australia once again with some feedback for this episode, Hope. Start to get some database drops in this. Apparently we now have uh, access to the ancient database since Rush broke the code. Convenient, considering what uh, happens in the episode. But more so, what kind of, or what size database would it be? Uh, If the ship predates Atlantis and everything else, we knew how big that database is. Would this be like comparing the encyclopedia in 1990 to, say, the internet now? It just seems that 
while well, yes, it'd be some good information there, that wouldn't be that big. And we get Gin and Amanda Perry back. Uploaded their consciousness into the ship. Um, interesting, Rush chose this time to bring up that he'd seen Volker, not Volker, Franklin, on the bridge talking to him. And having Amanda sort of materialise to help TJ finish the surgery, I guess that means now whenever we have an issue that we can't think of, one of them's going to uh, just pop up and help us through it, right? And it's interesting to see we uh, get our first shot inside the dome in this episode. A lot of plants in there that aren't food, they say that it's filling up quickly. You'd think it, they'd just save it solely for food sources. And I've seen a lot of arms and ferns and plants would probably need a bit of water and resources that they don't have. So, uh, yeah, anyway, that'll be thoughts on Hope, and I'll talk to you all later. Bye. Thanks once again for the feedback, Brad. As for the database, I would imagine it's huge, more so than the cumulative knowledge of mankind, because the ancients were traversing galaxies before Destiny was built, and that's a lot of building blocks for a species to create to get to that point. The use of Amanda and perhaps Gin as avatars could have been a little trite, but just consider them a very user-friendly user interface. There is probably answers to many questions in the database that would only reveal themselves given the right question. As for the biodome, perhaps a little trial and error, maybe the database, indicated some plant types grew faster and therefore were more effective atmospheric scrubbers than other plants that could be considered food crops. And of course, you cannot ignore the emotional benefit of a part-like oasis on board Destiny. If anyone wants to get in touch with us, you can visit the Gatecast website at gatecast.co.uk or email us using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. We are on Facebook and Google+. Do a search or follow the links on the website. We are also on Twitter, at The Gatecast, which is one word, and we are carried on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio. We also have an independent RSS feed, which contains every show we've released so far. You can copy and paste that into any podcatcher, as iTunes and Stitcher limit the number of episodes at any one time. OK, back to the show. Next week's episode is going to be The Hunt. What was that? Here we go. All this time we've been hunting it. It's been hunting us. It's saving us. Saving us from what? Not from anything. It's saving us for later. should get moving. In a few hours, it's going to start to get dark. Kind of a Monster of the Week episode, shall we say? Mm. <laughs> a Mike Dopu Varro episode? Mm, so one can assume there's going to be some CG heavy stuff coming up. Uh, yes, I'd imagine yeah. so. <laughs> okay then, folks, thank you very much for joining us for Seizure. Brad, as always, thank you for joining us. Uh, thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. Give us some information on your uh, Transformers Collector Club, if you would. Uh, yes, Transformers Collectors Club Australia, a little thing we got going in over here. TransformersCCA.com is the uh, website. You can go check it out. Excellent. Any uh, Twitter? Twitter's, I guess, just at Brad Mull. Like, you'll see the retweets from uh, any records mm-hmm. we do. And, um, yeah, about it from my end. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll be signing off now. Uh, Alan's got a play date. It's the OA. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's Netflix, not Netflix and chill. Right. Okay then, folks. I've been Mike. I've been Alan. And I've been Brad. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast. 
hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Stargate forever.